Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Blair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Today, I am sharing an awesome conversation that I had with Randall Murrieta of the Red Thread podcast that you can find on Podbean and Spotify. We talked about so many things. He shared his awakening experience and the understandings that have come to him in recent times that have brought him through depression that he lived with. Randall is a seeker of truth and understanding in this confusing and deceptive world. He has a podcast where he weekly explores the things that go through his mind, whether it be current events or conspiracies or any other esoteric or otherwise unspoken truths. And as you will hear from our conversation, Randall has a very interesting mind. I know that you're going to love it. But before we get into it, I just want to extend an invitation for anybody who feels ready to join my world at a deeper level. I'm reopening the doors midway through for this first inaugural round of 1212. So 1212 is a program, man, the last time I tried to talk about it, I didn't even know what it was. This is kind of the way things work for me because I literally only create programs that are channeled and sometimes the information, like I know I need to create something and I don't even know what it's going to be. But now that we're a month in, I know what it is. So essentially this container, this is a group container that currently has 12 beautiful souls in it and I'm opening it up for a few more. It's a container that is all about receiving and receiving and calibrating to the Christ codes, the Christ consciousness frequency. It's like you're own Christ consciousness activation, your anointing. It's receiving the Christ codes that come through me and allowing them to wash over you. If we're doing really cool energetic work and talking about what it means to be a human at this high level at this time, last week we did soul fragment retrieval and quantum timeline healing through the Akashic field. And next, in our next call, we are doing holographic timeline encoding, which is the newest thing that has downloaded through to me. And it's so fucking cool. (laughs) Like, it is powerful. It's the creation of new timelines, whole new timelines. This is a manifestation at a whole nother level. The reasons that you might want to join 1212 right now is because now that I understand what it is and what's being offered, what we're actually doing, there are going to be some changes in the future rounds, and that's going to involve me raising the price. So we have weekly calls, weekly group calls, and we have a Voxer chat and a Facebook space to share a Facebook group together to sort of share what's up with us. If you want to get in on that, if that, if it feels like, oh my God, I need to understand this Christ consciousness frequency. I need to do these like quantum um, field healings. I need to do this 
timeline encoding and understand manifestation and creation at these higher levels. I need to know how to calibrate my frequency because I know that I am here to be a bridge to this higher level of consciousness. And I need to meet other people who are doing the same thing. Then send me a message and I will give you some information. We have to make sure that uh, you're the right fit and it's the right fit for you. But I would love to have you in it. It's so awesome that I just have to open it up for a handful more people to join us. So like I said, send me a message. I'll send you the information. And otherwise, let's do this conversation with Randall Murrieta. A few years ago, I was basically trying to stop self-destructive behavior. And at first, all I thought was if I can sit and do nothing, then that's success. If I can sit <laughs> and not do self-destructive things and just put it out there, you know, drugs and um, abusive relationships. I mean, you name it. I had them all on the table at this, this time, you know, and I just needed to stop all of that. And so starting out, it was like, okay, I'll stop using or drinking and hanging around those people that are doing that. So I just start sitting by myself, basically willing myself to not do self-destructive things. And that worked out really well. And after a couple of months and, and yeah, I'm amazed that I had the patience to kind of keep doing this for an extended period of time, but I would just sit there and about a month and a half, two months in, I started noticing I could feel my vibration change, my energy, you know, I would do a salutation in the morning. So the different cardinal directions in a certain order that's specific to me from what I understand, but I would do this. And at the end of this salutation, you know, to the different elements, I guess you could say it was kind of like that, you know, just acknowledging East, North, West, and South. And, um, over the course of a couple months, I found an order that worked really well to do that and to feel like I could shake off my bad energy was kind of the point of it in my own mind was like, all right, I got to shake off all this, this dark stuff so that I can be calm. Right. So that I'm not compelled to go self-destruct. I mean, look at the world we live in. To be honest, it's quite sad that not only is there distraction, but there's so much destruction out there just handed out to people, you know? And so I was just about stopping that. I, I really had no like aim as far as becoming somebody that meditated or followed any kind of practice. All I knew was what I was doing was making me feel better. So I kept doing that. And it was about probably three and a half months in, I just kind of asked what I've come to understand as, as spirit or as divinity or love. It's kind of all a lot of the same to me. So that stuff, that, that communication seemed open, I guess you'll say. And it, it's, again, it's kind of strange speaking about this because for so long, I, I thought I would be looked at and criticized as being absolutely crazy, right? You have a history of using drugs and drinking, obviously that, you know, and brain damage ensues and people will automatically comprehend your experience to be tainted from that point forward. And so for a long time, I didn't say anything about it, but I had this experience where I asked basically what the nature of the universe was like, where are we? What is, what is this? And what I was shown, and it was in a, in a quick second, like it may not have even been a moment. And it's, it's kind of uh, interesting because I was shown or, or demonstrated like a soap bubble. 
And at some point the soap bubble popped, but it was kind of in slow motion. So I put it together as that's the fabric of the universe that we see as matter kind of stretched out in a bubble or something. And so I let that soak in. I continued life and we come up to about a year ago. And that was when it got real weird because I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and he had Bob Bigelow on and he was asking Bob Bigelow, he says, so what's the nature of this place? What's really going on? Cause Bob Bigelow inferred that he had a different, uh, different theory than big bang or something out of absolutely nothing pointless universe kind of scenario that we see. And so he said, well, put it this way, bubbles on bubbles on bubbles. And so my mind just like shut down. It was just chaotic. What? Like all it's all, I could still only say this. What? No way. Right. No way. It's something that I didn't realize I was pulling through myself, you know, from what I've come to understand, we're all toroidal fields. So there's an in and there's an out to our energy. And this energy is eternal. And this energy is everything and it is consciousness and it's everybody you see and it's every plant. I mean, it's, it, it tears me up thinking about it because it's so profound. So yeah, my mind was blown right there. And that's when I knew there was something to everything that I was experiencing. So I wasn't going crazy after all, you know what I mean? I was actually able to reach out and grab myself that little piece of information that would, man, it blew my life away when that happened, when I was seeing something in the outer world, confirming what I already held within. It's a pretty powerful place to be at that point in time. And luckily I was, you know, not using and everything else. So I was in, in the way to be able to comprehend that and not use it to blow my ego up or something like that, because somebody could just get super egotistical about having any kind of insight. <laughs> whatsoever in the world. So I, I took that and I, I kind of ran with it. And it was probably like four months before I had heard you on tinfoil hat talking about the Akashic record and the way you'd phrased it, walking through a fog or a mist, like dew drops. I, I'm not sure exactly how you phrased it, but that caught my ear because that's what it felt like. And I just had never been able to put in words that, that just you settle into a different something, <laughs> right? This different thickness, this different frequency, right? Vibration. I mean, the fact that we have several different words that don't even properly explain, <laughs> it just tells me that our language is sabotaged hundred percent. I think the, that's the importance of my story taking so long, <laughs> you know, to kind of unfold from the very first insight I had was just kind of a, don't worry, Randy, you're, you're picking up. One thing at a time, give yourself, yourself that small victory every time you do something that's good for you, you know, that's, that's productive in your life. Like whether it be like getting rid of those skeletons or developing, you know, a new sense of where I need to be in life, what I need to do as a father for myself, where does that all start? What does that look like? Slowly I've made decisions and progressingly have gotten better at having the foresight and foreshadow thinking to approach something from a secure standpoint, like maybe not take on a new job when I'm not ready for one, you know, or maybe not move to a new place when I'm not ready for one or 
Maybe uh, like last year, it was don't stay in the same place. You need overwhelming, need to be different, be in a different place. And found myself in this little town I'm in now. And it's, it's amazing. It's gorgeous. The energy here is great. And I'm like, wow, this is so much better than being in a basement floor of an apartment complex. You know, <laughs> something about the energy of, of people stacked on top of each other like that. It's very much a block, like an apartment block or cell block. It's it it's blocking you, you know. But I was fortunate enough to take up chanting occasionally and listen to singing bowls. And the first time I ever heard a singing bowl when I was meditating, it was very low om chant, and then it had this really like incredibly high pitched but beautiful. Ting. <laughs> and something just kind of gave in my brain and I'm not sure what happened there. Maybe I know that you use crystal bowls and things, so you might be familiar with that feeling of just something not opening up and you're just like, oh, and then after that, I continued with the chanting and it got real weird, real fast, probably after about six hours of chanting one day. So I, I was trying to go all day. I'm like, I'm going to see if I can get in a headspace and make this work. And the, the bulls had always kind of lulled me to sleep, but I managed to keep myself awake and sitting upright on my floor with my legs crossed, genuinely giving it physically a go, as well as wanting to be in this space in my mind. And those singing bulls, I forget what tune it was. I just was listening to them until again, like I felt something right. Whatever I was trying to channel the energy through, if I was blocking something or if I was helping myself to relax and free it up, I kind of intuitively found my way through that, that about day long session. And at the end of it, I had so many different, what I can only explain is connections that happen. Some people call it downloads. I think that's a little bit suggestive that we're like in a, in, in a simulation, although I'm coming to realize that. It's 3D simulation, not what we're used to is thinking of a 2D simulation is. So that's the difference, right? Like that entails consciousness and life and all of these beautiful things that are here. And so, yeah, so that's, you know, in probably the biggest nutshell ever, how I got to where I'm at. And after that singing bowl meditation, it was so profound that I haven't done that again <laughs> you know yet i'm still processing a lot of information and and things that are starting to fall in line and make sense so i think i'm glad that that my soul has taught me like moderation not just with that but like junk food and things like this also because that's been a huge change essentially i started looking at like star seed messages that are channeled and things like this and it seemed like every time i looked for one of these and this, this sounds even more out there than stepping through a mist of information and stepping into another realm. But realistically, these messages started speaking to me. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm cool with this. You know, I didn't know how to comprehend or process what star beings are or were or continue to be at that point. So I thought it was really strange that I was looking into these messages and one just popped up on my phone in the middle of the night. And it was the mo most profound experience that I've had just listening to somebody's voice, you know, but it was the information contained in there. It was so oddly specific and I'm sure that it could be for just about anybody, but it was like, you remember when we spoke with you those years ago, 
And I'm thinking, yeah, about three years ago is the last time. Because I, I had this weird thing happen when I first stopped using it. It was a few weeks. And I don't want to neglect that part because I was in communication with what I've come to realize is, is one of my guides that's there if I need, need them to be. But it basically told me, stop talking to me out loud because I was doing that for a little. So stop talking to me out loud. You're looking like a crazy person and <laughs> you don't need to discuss this with everybody because they just won't get it. So, you know, kind of hold on to that. There will be a time, Randy, when you'll be able to, <laughs> to extend somebody what's going on in your mind, but just hang on, you know, and that was. That was a few years ago now. Thank God for podcasts and, and things to allow people to seek information while they're grinding through their day at work and things like this. It started with audiobooks and listening to stand-up comedy. But then I realized, all right, an audiobook, I can't focus on my job because I'm too busy listening to the story going on over here. So I had to find something else. I find podcasts and run into so many great podcasts that are that are just mind-bending to say the least there's information for people that are seeking it to such an extent now more than even just a few years ago and through that network that physical network that we built as humans right so through that i was able to find insight into some of these things going on inside of me so that was pretty special but yeah, so that's my rant and I, you know, it's so mind blowing to try to fit it like in a nutshell within an hour or an hour and a half is, is crazy. And that's why I started my podcast because I just had this stuff I had to get out and I was like, well, how do I do that? Well, if, if people can sit down and a couple hours a week, extend themselves to sometimes thousands, then why not do that, Randy? And these are thoughts that I, I like never would have humored the the motivating kind of self-starting functionality that's that you can have i think anyone can have it i mean if i can get up at four in the morning because i want to do my job and come home and do my podcast you know i do recommend people be in their passion if they're going to try to grind that hard because it's not easy if you're not taking care of all that stuff like i'm like almost 30 episodes in over a few months it's been amazing i've had incredible conversations i spoke with brandon from expanding reality uh, a couple weeks ago <laughs> i was just like dude i dig your stuff and i talked to him a little bit about like 5d versus 3d and stuff like this so that was awesome i was just glad that he, he you know, he, like yourself, allowed me the time to extend myself. I think that's wonderful. I think it's like the most beautiful thing when people are gracious and accepting of others. And that's what I think I was seeking out when I started to try to develop how to be a podcaster and how to be in this community, right? It's unfortunate that there is some division out there amongst seekers and that I'm seeing less and less of it, but it could be because I'm kind of <laughs> in my own weird little path that's leading me away from all of the negativity. So that's cool. Totally. I'll take that. I'll take that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, just mind blowing stuff. So when I heard you talk about stepping through that, that mist, that just something clicked. And I was like, I really need to reach out to this one. So I pulled my car over and I sent you a message because when I get those, when I get those impulses, I've learned to just do what I, what's being suggested especially if it's not something that's inflicting any kind of harm on anybody. If it's a weird request that my mind processes through, like 
just pull over and message this woman, right? Yeah. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I would have laughed myself off for having that thought, you know? So, so maybe I was blocking a lot of good things in my past life that I've since learned to accept. So, so that's cool. But yeah, this community is amazing. You know, speaking I, with folks like yourself, it's. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I agree. Cause similarly, like, I mean, I felt lonely for so long and that's why I created this podcast was because I similarly, I felt like anytime I even tried to talk about these things with the people in my real life, I would get something along the lines of, okay, Amy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Not somewhere along the lines. That's what you get. Huh? Yeah, what I think is the dismissal was the most painful part for me was like, big deal. Somebody thinks I'm crazy, but I knew that I was receiving profound wisdom. Not that I'm generating profound wisdom because I'm so wise, but that I was receiving insights of profound wisdom. And all I wanted to do was share that and to have it dismissed was painful. And so it took me a lot of years to muster up that same courage <laughs> that you're talking about. And decided to start a podcast. And I'm so glad I did. It was the best decision ever because it turns out that there are so many other people like us. And we're <laughs> yeah. not alone at all. <laughs> That's amazing. It's it's not what the the information systems would have you believe. And again, through podcasting and, and the community that that, that entails. Because, I mean, man, so many of the people I've met, we just help each other out. If there's ever ever anything, you can reach out to these people and they genuinely care. And so that's not the world we're shown through, through the TV lens or through, you know what I mean? The media lens. It's just media as we know it is kind of bad. <laughs> not going to lie. It's, yeah. it's kind of bad for the most part. Absolutely. It's amazing the way that it infiltrates. It's infiltrated so many of the constructs that we have to exist within in society. I remember even at school feeling and I think a lot of people who are on this path feel similarly, like school was boring. It was hollow. <laughs> it was so hollow. There was nothing, nothing sustaining about it, like nothing at all. And it took me until my thirties to start valuing information like I do now. Right. right. But by then all I had, all I had were these systems and man, looking up valid information on the internet is because it's so flooded with everything it's so hard to do yes you know and it wasn't until i kind of started going with the flow of spirit when i would look into things and just kind of whatever comes to mind instead of forcing something or just if i'm inspired write it down or if i need a moment to take a voice recording of myself then do that like yes there's reasons i have these weird impulses and they seem to most people, they probably seem ab abnormal when you stop in the middle of doing something and you're just like going to write something down and put it in your pocket. Like, what is that about? You know what I mean? Who can, who can really relate to that? But there are, like you're saying, people out there that can and, and do relate to sitting in the sun downloading. Totally. And as you're writing something down and stopping and writing something down, putting it in your pocket, I think, man, how many people have been like that for a long time and it's only just safe now for like we're only starting to feel safe now to all kind of come out and do that a little bit more openly but we've all been like secretly because it is totally discouraged in society and I love what you said about you're trying to grab for the the description the word for 
accessing this like mist information, this cloud of information. And and he said, it's funny how many words we have for it and none of them actually describe it. And it's it's clear that our language is hijacked. The English language is hijacked and we are not meant to be able to talk about these things. I've thought of that a gajillion times. I think probably indigenous languages are full of words that adequately express these things, but according to forces of control, we are not meant to share this information with each other. We're not meant to find this information. We're not meant to, we're all meant to question our sanity quietly and privately inside. And some people (laughs) can't handle that, right? They cannot handle questioning their sanity. So then they ally themselves with the control force because. Yeah. yeah. In in our world, that's how the system is built and it it works like a charm. I think I had myself locked in that system wonderfully for many years and it wasn't wonderful anything about it, (laughs) but you know, so I would get up in the morning and I would do this ritual where I'd take these medications. They didn't ever make me feel better. But they helped me just to push through that ridiculous garbage of emotionless days, right? And that was okay for its time, right, in in my life. It was doing everything I've done in my life has been leading up to now. So there's a reason I went through all of that with different medications, trying to not be depressed, blah, blah, blah. It was so that I could come to the point now where I've stopped taking and doing all those rituals that I was buying into the system with every time. And the system isn't just monetary and medical. I mean, the system is this construct around us. Like you're saying this, this tangible society that we live in, right? This whole thing. And so in the morning I would give up my power every day by taking these antidepressants. And wouldn't you know that the pills are blue. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, this is getting a little real when I'm like, uh, starting to think of myself as red pilled, but I'm still taking these blue pills every morning. And, and so, yeah, I was, you know, through, man, through so much grace and so much love and, and light is what it took for me to get to the point to put those away and just not take those anymore, but still be okay with getting through the day. Not only like, am I okay with it? I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm absolutely ecstatic most of the time and people don't understand it, but that's fine. They really don't like when I'm thrilled to be working hard or thrilled to my son's starting to realize more and more that I'm being genuine and not sarcastic, actually. So for a long time, he was like, you're just being sarcastic, dad. I said, no, I'm not. Because he didn't recognize it so much in me either. None of my family has, and I respect that. Same way I respect like devil's advocates and things like this. I respect an opinion and a point of view, so I can't crap on it. But it's just not who I am anymore. But I don't need to reflect on them to get that back for myself anymore, if that makes any sense at all. Mm-hmm. I, so, so that's what podcasting, getting into speaking with people, just every time I interact with somebody new, man, I learn just unfathomable knowledge about myself. And it doesn't matter what the discussion's about. It's, it's the craziest thing. Each person kind of shows me a different piece of who I am in this crazy way. And I think it's so beautiful. And so amazing. I, I can't imagine going without these conversations, you know, oddly enough. So that might be rough if we get our power all turned off, but then I'll have to go and, and just suck it up and, and talk to real people. So 
they got it in for them now. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, though? If the power all goes off and everybody is suddenly cut off from the source of the illusion and our addictions to screens and devices and, and distraction, basically it's addiction to avenues to numb out, then I think people are going to be much more receptive to yeah oh man well they'll have nothing better to do than That's right. this crazy person right and they'll also be like what the fuck is going on and we'll be like oh we know don't worry we we've anticipated this let us tell you about it <laughs> yeah exactly that's the craziest thing is like i i've had people reach out to me and they're just newer to this realization than i am so i'm so proud to be able to give them feedback and, and communicate and, and interact with these other people that are on this journey, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't really think that it matters what your path on this journey is. You're either making it or you're not like some, there are some people and I kind of lean towards calling them NPCs cause they're just products of the system. There's so many of these that there's going to have to be a separation at some point. And, and that may very well be this like, 5d new earth breakaway thing but i think it's going to come in such a different way that it won't be recognized by the people that are still in that system i i just i i think to them it's probably along the lines of somebody you were speaking with you and brandon were speaking with somebody about some people might just just pass away in this realm or whatever the next one's geared up and ready to go but there's something different going on with with the earth right now like and i don't know if I'm, i'd imagine you probably get that too she's much more communicative like openly i don't know how to explain it but when i do my grounding i get a certain certain feedback a certain kind of insight that's that i guess that there's entities out there that pretty much wrote the earth off for dead and and it's mentioned in Sumerian mythology and things of this, this essentially was like a dragon, you know, mystical, awesome, freaking ethereal dragon that was here. And then her sons got jealous and killed her and then built the world in her remains. So that would be like the entity or the bubble that is our reality, right? And that we connect to through the earth. So I mean, that's a little out there for most, but I think your audience might be able to understand some of the different types of interactions from the sun seems to be very much one thing. And then grounding back to the earth is very much something else. Maybe I'm just fortunate in having these unique experiences for the different things I do. I'm not sure. So I'm just glad to be able to share. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely think there's something to it because a lot of, well, first of all, again, I don't read, well, I say again, and nobody's like, in, in my head, I've said, I feel like I've said this before, but I don't actually read space weather tools or Schumann resonance graphs. I don't understand how to read them. So I, oh, I don't know about the graphs either. The Schumann resonance has been off the charts and the, the solar activity has been wild. It's just like, we're getting no breaks in between. And I notice it mostly from. So, so is that documented? Is that documented? Like you're saying an in information graphed out that, that we have measurement tools for also. Yes. yes. So, yep. so yeah, see, I don't know. I don't look into any of that, but I just know what I've been feeling, especially the last couple of months have been kind of ridiculous for a while there. It was so relentless that I, I personally just had to start blocking and I didn't understand what that was until I had to 
to shut out a lot of this stuff just to get some quiet. <laughs> and, and so that was kind of weird, but it was, there was that much going on that I had to focus on just, just blocking all the time because I don't know if it was 5G combined with it or whatever the situation with the waves and vibes of the universe, but it's been so crazy. So and what did it feel like for you? For me, it's like standing in a crowded auditorium and everybody's speaking just below, just below audible level. And it's kind of like this, but it also has this elect, very electric, like if you walk into a room where there's 10 computers on, you know how you feel it. And, you, and so just like that, but all the time. So that I feel is a lot of the environmental stuff that I feel like feels metallic and it, it just has a certain feeling to it. And yeah. it, it's very metallic and tingy and, yeah. and you can hear it and you can see it. You could see it in the flicker of the lights in the stores and things like this or LED. I almost can't ever use an LED light because of that flicker. And I was not that sensitive to it before at all. I, I never noticed this stuff in my life. And like very recently, all of these things have started changing so much the way that I drinking distilled or filtered water for one has been huge, absolutely huge. Eating a lot of cilantro to get metals out of my system. You know, a lot of these things are just small pieces I've picked up as I've gone along, but they have helped so much. And so much of this insight came from outside and then, you know, dialed into me, you know, when I had my antennas out, we're very much receivers, <laughs> you know, but we're also emanators who so are also creating. We're not just absorbing all the time you know we're creating at that same moment so we get this stuff in this inspiration and we either act on it or we don't for a long time i was eating junk food every day working at a junk food place and after starting to get this this insight these kind of very obvious messages like i don't want to say audible but it's not my own voice in my in my head yeah. i have a certain way that i think things through that is uniquely me and society probably call it multiple personalities or dementia or something, right? But all that aside, even if it's just my own catalog agent back there chewing through the stuff I've already seen and presenting me with those pieces again as I need them, that's cool with me too. It doesn't have to be from outside of me necessarily. Right. A lot of people are, are really hung up on like, wait, so you're channeling? And it's like, yeah. That's, that's already a classification, you know, that's made in society. So it's hard to, I don't know, explain myself along those same lines. Yeah, I, I totally, I agree. And it, it is sort of a little bit frustrating sometimes. It depends on the person, but there is this, some people are feeling like the information is only valid now if it's channeled or something like that. You know what I mean? They have more reverence from it if it comes from the Akashic Records or if it comes from somebody who's channeling or something but it's all just information there's like a certain reverence that is given to a lot of these people they become part of that system in a weird way where where they're then channeling for the control system and it's the craziest thing not all of them by any means but i mean the ones that are you know recommended by youtube i would say maybe i don't know <laughs> that makes more sense to me that something that's backed up and and promoted by that that system is up to at some point, no good, but that's probably an old way of thinking, to be honest, in my part for attributing that, like also that classification of, you know, media equals 
dark agenda. And I don't think it necessarily does. So I caught myself there on the <laughs> kind of go on a tangent about the media, but there, there are folks out there, I think more and more like you're saying that are, that are finding the crazies valid and it's not a lot. It's not a lot of people that are coming over and, and, in, you know, intrigued with hidden history or the Akashic record or have actually met a medium and had just wild conversation that, that blew their mind, you know, but there's for all those people that do, there's so many that don't, that it gets a little frustrating just being in the world. And it's so important for us to have conversations like this. And for all of the ones that we put out, you know, in our podcasts, I, I think each of us reaches a different person in the craziest way. And it's all from us being ourselves. And I think that that's the coolest thing that there's not much more that you have to do than truly open up to being yourself. And then like, wow, you know what I mean? I never thought that I could get up and enjoy every single day of my own accord too. That's the crazy part. Like of my own free will, apparently <laughs> I was, I was dooming myself. I was dooming myself to a life of just misery. Literally, the the thing my dad has told me my entire life, <laughs> of course, makes the most sense. You just have to get out of your own way, son. <laughs> that's all. That's been the main thing that he's told me for the last ten years. Yeah, one of these days you'll get out of your own way, and I I respect the the kind of candid nature of his message there because I didn't know what he meant until I knew what he meant, and by that time I on the other side of some kind of a weird block or barrier that I kept myself on the other side of. Yeah. Like my whole life, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so so that's crazy that there's actual data that, to back up that what I'm feeling from the sun and what's actually happening have some kind of a correspondence. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's, it's funny that you didn't even know about space weather and human... <laughs> I, I did not. I just... I, somehow found a way to tune in and I, I dig that. I think that's great. I haven't gone so far as to try to astral project or anything. I've had some weird fears about that kind of stuff. So I'm working through that. So the biggest one I'll just go ahead and tell you is what if I don't get back to my body or something, right? So I have this weird thing in the back of my mind that is blocking me at the moment. So, you know, it I'll get through me that. Too. When I, so I, I astral project in my sleep and it does, I don't think it happens every night, but it's not conscious. And the only time that I know it's happened is because sometimes my body wakes up before I'm back in my body. So I'm awake for that, like feeling of like it coming back in. But when I, I've tried to do it awake a bunch of times, I, I gave up a few years ago because I have little kids. So, and they co-sleep with me. So oh, yeah. <laughs> not happening, but, but I used to try to do it all the time. And a few times I was successful, but I think I have a similar block because it was like I would feel myself come out of my body and I would feel and with my eyes closed, I could see myself moving out of the room, through the door, down the hallway. And then my my I think it's like my lower brain, like my brain stem, my survival. I, I'm going to say my reptilian brain, but not in an evil reptilian way. <laughs> But just my survival, right. <laughs> it freaks out, and then all of a sudden, yeah. back into my own body, and and it's it's really yeah. Cool. I've I've only I've only kind of just got to the floaty in between, and, and it's weird to say in between because like movies out there have this upside down, and it, you know, so no, it's like this weird, not quite like 
wrapped in this suit point of view, like just a little yeah, different, just a little different. I've got it to where it's just a little different and I start to feel more and more detached, but then I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, where's the silver thread that I hear so much about? I don't see nothing, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I just, I'm like, all right, I'll just hang out in here <laughs> and be receptive was the, the kind of uh, deal I came with to reality. I was like, look, I'll just be receptive down here. And when I'm ready, obviously when I'm ready to move on from this plane or this, this level, right? Like the next max level up. So when you turn, probably turn into a new character, cause that's how it works. Right. So you might have to be a different meat suit, I guess you could say for lack of a better term. And either that, or it's something so complex when it comes to energies and, and the like nature of the universe beyond us that I don't think we could put it into words. What exactly happens when realms are crossed? You know what I mean? I think it's definitely something audible when you see that light at, at the end of the tunnel, is that just like, what, I don't know, I guess, what is that, that portal? What is the barrier? Are you being removed from time? Kind of like in the Lord of the Rings, they have the timeless halls where you're dead. Do you, do you ever think about that? What the, the step out of this one actually looks like? Is it alien? Like some people think with a crazy gray aliens and ethereals all working together, or is it like purely energy yeah really i think about it a hundred percent of the time one hundred percent of the time that is what i'm thinking about especially these days i'm just feeling this i'm feeling the thinness of that barrier it's so thin it's it has to do with the earth it has to do with the sun it has to do with the more and more of us awakening but yeah. i feel it's so thin and so i'm like what and and i also keep getting this I'm getting these instructions from my receptive channels that it's time to go. It's time for me to figure out how to get there and then come back and get there and come back and create this portal. Like, portal isn't even the right word. It's creating a path that's easily traversed. Right. So I think about it all the time and kind of right now where I'm landing is like, I think that we phase in and out. I think, I think it's actually phasing in and out and there would be... I don't know if it's entirely true because I think what's on the other side of the barrier that keeps us in this experience of time and this experience of material incarnation, this is so different from anything on the other side of it. We're in a time bubble, essentially. Yeah. That's what I think. That's why where I think they got the spherical earth concept from is if you stepped outside of time, you would see a bubble and this bubble would yeah. have our entire time in it, right? And there would be other bubbles with different times, but you would be out in this timeless space, right? And I don't know, I've had this picture kind of in my head about how this, this looks. And it was weird because again, this came to me before I'd ever seen it or heard of this kind of like multiverse theory anywhere. Like this has just come out in the last couple or few years, but I've been having this concept in my head for a while now. And so, yeah, I think we're just in a time bubble. And however simple and nonchalant I say that, it's like with utmost confusion, you know, and, and so it's all good. Someday we'll be outside of the time bubbles again. And, and it's, it's crazy just to, to have this comfortable knowing of the universe, this whole world, like that encompasses this existence is alive. It's, yes, you know, you know, and yeah. that's the, the, the barrier it took a while to get 
figured out is like, all right, so how does this all work? Think about it. All you do, Randy, is pan out and you pan out far enough. You're just looking at yourself back in the face again. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you could keep fractaling out, you'd probably be staring right back at yourself in a weird sort of multidimensional way. It would just be this weird mirror. Do you think your face would change? I, I, you know, I think that since <laughs> I've started looking into these, these messages of light and, and being receptive to different things, the sun, you know, going out in moonlight is, and stars always going out and looking at the stars. So starting all that and then eating more light, you got to eat more light. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean eat lightly. It means eat things that are grown in the sun, you know, and, and I started doing that and more and more, like that became more and more of my diet. I still eat some things I probably, but I just eat more light and have chlorophyll and have chlorella, you know, these green things, I get them in my body as much as I can every day. And, and I just consume all of these plants and lately purple has been a really, really calling to, to me. And it's weird because like, I wouldn't usually eat purple plants before. So that's interesting. I'm not sure what all that means, but so apparently I needed that frequency of light in order to help along some process. And I think I have actually started changing, looking differently, you know, less darkness under my eyes, things like this, just feeling relatively great all the time. A year ago, I couldn't have imagined that for myself until I did start imagining it for myself. It's the craziest <laughs> thing. But yeah, so eating light, I think is huge. Filtered water, again, also very big. There was some very profound differences that happen in my ability to, to kind of reach a different wavelength. I don't know the specifics. I've never put, you know, an EEG on and deciphered when I go from alpha to theta, you know, to, to a uh, delta wave, like, isn't that sleeping? So. I don't know any of this. I know of the, the terms, but I don't invest a lot of energy into them for some reason. I think it's because of like we were saying, the, the language is <laughs> so corrupted that I try to just keep it as, as free flowing as possible without attaching labels and things to too much if I can. But when you're explaining something to somebody, it's so hard, so hard to explain to average person. I say average person because I feel like your listeners wouldn't be quite so much average if they're really tuned into you several episodes in and are still coming back to hear this episode, then they would be more open to, to these crazy things like downloading in the sun and, you know, intuitively knowing how to go about something. It, it's, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I am, I am certain that's who my audience is, is where they're listening and they're like, I get it. Like I hear, like, I'm sure they understand the bubble thing. And I have to tell you too. That okay, so first of all, when you said we exist in a time bubble, I've had this thought for a while too, where I think we live in both a globe and on a flat plane. Because yes, and there is a, a terrain inside the bubble, and then there is like layers of the terrain that we kind of consider to be hollow earth, but it's all in a bubble, and the bubble is the firmament from the Bible. And I used to look at glasses of ginger ale at all the bubbles you know on the side of the glass and I would know that there are worlds inside of there I also used to look at there's this kind of stained glass I used to do stained glass with a friend of mine and there's this kind of glass that as it's um, laid it gets all these little bubbles inside of it 
And I would like hold these glasses. It was like I was tripping on drugs, but I was not on drugs at all. But I would hold this glass and like look at these bubbles and move it. And I would just be like, there is consciousness in there. Like there's a whole world in that, a whole universe in that bubble. So what you're describing, and I kind of always understood that's what the multiverse is, is like bubbles upon bubbles upon bubbles. So when you said that at the very beginning of our conversation, I was like, you know. <laughs> that's so amazing. And it's come up. It's come up in the weirdest times. I, I kind of did an episode on flat earth, but it was really more just kind of talking about it and then looking up so, at some new maps that I found and stuff that are suggesting that now the flat earth movement has been compromised because all of these quote unquote outer lands or outer spaces are all named very suspectly like they're not Roman names like Mars and stuff. They're, I forget. Oh, they're Egyptian God names. You know, so like these outer lands are like Thoth and Aten and all this other stuff. They're all of these previous pantheons of gods that, that we're told about, you know what I mean? But I think that if there was something else out there, it would be significantly different than anything we comprehend in here because everything is so just jacked. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Egypt used to fascinate me. Until I realized that that's just the ruins that they want to show everybody, you know, oh. like that's just the ones they're willing to say, yeah, yeah that exists. Cause there's so many under America that it's crazy. Like going out to some of the forests around here, I'm in Iowa, you go out to these forests and there's like a road that leads nowhere. And then out there, there'll be these crazy boulders that are like all symmetrical out in this freaking forest on this hill, right? Where supposedly it's wild lands. You know, and then, I don't know, there's always a geologist to explain it away, but I, I just, I feel these places, you know, these, these old towns and these things, especially Des Moines, Iowa with the big Capitol building, I could just feel there's more stuff underneath us all the time. I've always felt like that. There's just more beneath me and not like you're going to get to China, but there's something down there. <laughs> so when you're saying in the bubble and with the layers, yeah, it totally makes sense that there would be a denser plane feels like a musical octave, right? You, yeah. Have, yeah. you have different keys of the same note. So you have these different realities of the same frequency. And to phase into the one below us is completely different. That's why people describe going through a portal yeah. into inner earth, because you would have to be reconfigured <laughs> to be in that, in that different, that vibration, right? So just always, always has made me wonder about the North Pole. And why do magnets really point there? And I think, I think it's this, it's gotta be this portal, I would imagine, right? Cause if it was a magnetic torus, right? Like, like it's probably is, we'll just say that. Then this, this movement of energy would cause a magnetic field. And then therefore we would have the North point of that magnet right up there above the North pole. So a lot of people think it's like the dark tower from Stephen King, you know, is the North pole or something like this, like there's a giant uh, tree stump up there, like the ones in New Mexico and, and everywhere else. But that one was the big world tree. And it, so it was magnetic. Some people think that, I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, I, it's real easy to say, yeah, just outside, it's just outside the time bubble, but like all that that entails on how really still is not answered. <laughs> you know, I, I can't even pretend to try to comprehend the, the madness that is a different like layer you know do you ever like when you are meditating or anything or you're receiving any kind of information or like I call them downloads because they feel like 
I got downloaded a whole complete concept instantly. But when, when you're ever receiving anything like that, or you're meditating, have you ever gone outside of time where you can actually feel what it's like to like, not, not I, I haven't like, not so much in like the very bodily sense, but I know I get from a weird place knowing how it is. And I don't, I can't explain that because, you know, again, I mean, let's say I did move, move my consciousness into this timeless realm. Well, as far as my physical body is concerned, it wouldn't have noticed that happening in that moment. It just would all of a sudden have these concepts and, and this understanding that we live in a time bubble. This is, that's just how it is. And, you know, I'm like, so things like this or, or you know, the, the thing on octaves and different octaves of existence, that's a pretty complicated picture to paint for yourself in your head of how something works. Right. So in order to just kind of have that one day, and, and I didn't have it the previous day, either, either, yes, I'm, I'm pulling it in, or I finally reconstructed it out of the fragments of, you know, I don't know, genetic memories, like past life memories. There's a lot of thoughts that come into my head about how this actually like works. But I think it's, I don't know, it's like so complicated, but like if we were on this, in this other realm, it would seem so simple. <laughs> you know how everything here is going on. And I don't know, that's like an understanding that has come to me too, is like, it's really not as complicated as where you are right now, Randy. Like I get that a lot. Some impressions I've got, and again, they're not really so much downloads, it's just a feeling of connected and with love and of joy. And it's like enough sometimes to bring tears to my eyes because mm -hmm. it's that profound. So that connection, I don't ever really go for any more than just that connection because I've been shown so far. Here's a, a little nudge in the right direction. I'm being shown more and more that my own choices, not so much what I don't want to do, but what I do need to do that I need to make a lot of these on my own. And so this is why I don't, I've had, however, I have gotten like really, really weird dreams lately. And they're, it's crazy. I had some that put me back into the mindset to be able to communicate with family I had in years. So, I mean, I've paid a lot of attention to my dreams. I don't so much go surfing. <laughs> surfing the airwaves as it were for anything other than that connected kind of feeling right now, you know, like, I don't know, I'm to some degree preventing myself from going any further just yet for some reason. And I mean, that's cool with me because there's a reason for it. You know, there, I'm still kind of in this middle ground between certain folks down here, I guess you could say in 3d where, you know, I'm. I don't know, bridging the gap and, and willing to, you know, approach different positions than somebody that might be like a little further along, like, you know, you reaching out to me. So therefore I'm in a place to now reach out to those just coming on to this understanding and not be so far into it that I'm daunting. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah. So as far as downloads, like you're explaining, not so much, I, I do get inspiration and I get insight. And it's always in a very personable, conversa conversatory way. It's kind of like exchanging words with a friend. Mm -hmm. That's the closest I can, like, that I've projected myself to be able to do. I focus more on receiving and then implementing that in, in, my, in my here and now. And that's been working. 
And so maybe I'll get to a point someday where, where I can just kind of go surfing as, as I like to call it. Cause it, it seems a lot like that's what it's like just based on the, putting my toe in the water, just barely popping out of my head. So I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, that's a little weird. And all these thoughts from all these movies and things about this silver thread and where's this. So I'll get to that at some point. And, but I do feel something going on with the sun's energy as far as, I don't know if you call it a download, but it's a different kind of a taking in, you know, sitting in the sun nowadays. It didn't always feel like it has lately. And I don't, like you're saying, if there's some space science behind that, that's crazy cool. Cause that's them confirming the, yeah, the fact that there's something weird that. going on. Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> the solar activity has been so, it's like every day, every day there's, you know, CMEs or solar flares, solar winds, sunspots that are, you know, moving and migrating. And, and anyway, it's just really interesting to watch or I rely on other people who decode the space weather graphs because I don't understand how to read them, but mm -hmm. it's super interesting. And even yesterday I went out, it's still cold here and there's still snow on the ground, but it was like just above freezing and I went out with my son yesterday and just like took in some sun for a while and it actually felt like tingly on my skin it wasn't the cold it was the sun it, it's so interesting yeah it's it's very I, I think there's definitely a reason that we see like this modification game going on with the spring in the sky and things like this and I think a lot of it is to block certain wavelengths from getting down to us receivers to us just people really. Cause I think everybody, I, I, I really do feel that everybody to some degree has the ability to tap into the natural order, you know, the, the <laughs> way that the, the, the not artificial cell phone tower, blah, blah, blah order, but the actual earth and, and her energies and, you know, the sky and what energy's breathing, you know, entails. That's another thing that I got to start working on is my breathing, you know, remembering when I'm nervous and stuff like this to just take a moment and breathe because then I instantly feel better and my anxiety has gone and it's, it's the craziest thing. Fortunately though, and I get all, all off track on everything as I always do. Uh, <laughs> so I'm called random Randy on my show. I'm, I'm really glad that I picked that nomicker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, see, I, I get, I get lost in tangents all the time. So it is a very useful thing to have that, that tool of podcasting to be able to put that out there. The coolest thing I found is like, if I sit down to learn something, I feel like I absorb it and ponder it more. If I extend it to others and in a reading or an episode, commenting on a reading and things like this. So I might get into that a little bit more, but I'm finding out more and more that fictions are closer to truth than we are going to get, <laughs> you know, then, then we're going to be handed. I, I think that it's all just fiction, but there's like pieces of the truth in the Lord of the Rings. This is way often a random subject matter, but in the Lord of the Rings, you have all these different peoples, right? And the elves were considered the children of the star people. So, so the elves had longer lives and after a thousand years, supposedly they, they went to the undying lands. So it makes sense to me that within our bubble here in middle earth with, with just, you know, now after, after man has conquered off the giants and the, and the pygmies, right? Cause they're all gone. So it's just us here that on the outside of this bubble, maybe in the next bubble that we'll call 5D Earth or the 5D plane, which is timeless. That's where all the elves are, right? And that's what people are recognizing as the Pleiadians and these different star people 
from outside of what's essentially our time bubble, but it's just right here. If you go out of time, you're also still here. So it's this crazy weird thing that happens, I guess. <laughs> so they went somewhere, but they're not there. They're still here with us all the time. People have known them as angels. People have known them as guides. People have known them as everything, everything. Not only everything tangible here has a spirit, but there's other spirits here because we, we are here. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Oh, so that got a little crazy there at the end of that. But Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings is is like, and if you would have asked Tolkien, he would have told you that it's in a completely factual book. He doesn't write fiction. <laughs> it's the way he is the way he used to put it. So this was a very real kind of time on this plane of existence and keeping to that that time bubble thing. Uh, Gosh, I, I mean, when you start thinking about that, that time situation, it makes you wonder what, what are they really doing in Switzerland with this, this collider, with all this massive energy and all of that other stuff. But so back to guardian angels and things like this, I find it strange that so many people are willing to accept that as, as a method for delivering this message, but they would be not willing to accept the the Pleiadians are a thing, or they wouldn't be willing to accept that different other entities aren't a thing. Like there's no, there's only angels and demons, but I think there's a lot of other things that are here and that are there and everywhere else. But I just, I, I didn't really ever start noticing like other things like attached to people until very recently. So that's been kind of weird. If I see somebody, I get a certain vibe off of them. Sometimes I'll see a shadow around them or. I don't see any auras or anything like that, but I, I don't know. I pick up on, maybe it's because I've managed, thankfully, you know, to get so many of these dark things off of me. And I was kind of communicated with really profoundly that the, the brighter my light gets, the more things are going to try to take that down a notch. That's been crucial. That awareness right there has, has completely changed the lens I look at my, my information that comes through me through, because sometimes, sometimes I'll be in, let's just say like this. Sometimes I'll be in communication with something that maybe doesn't have my best interest in mind, but has their own agenda and would like me to look into something to somehow befit them. But really it's probably could be looked at like this also could just be an aspect of myself that I'm trying to work through. So, so it depends on how you want to look at these things, but to see them like on around other people is a bit strange. And it, it could be from when they're far away enough that I haven't felt their vibes yet. And then they walk over and it's like, oh, okay. That's what I was seeing. Like, I wish I could see auras. That would be so cool to be able to see people's energy from a long way away. I have to deal with feeling it. <laughs> as they get closer <laughs> so so that's a little rough yeah it's like i just want to see i want to see you know the brown gray muddiness and be like okay just bypass you <laughs> yeah I'm, i've been able to see the dark things but it's kind of freaky because they're not always with people and that's the weird part about it is and i don't know if it's something that again i like will myself in my mind's eye to interpret how I see another person behaving and possibly attribute them a specific, you know, shade in my own mind. That could be too. So I'm open to all of the, you know, different modalities and things that this could be, but I like to think of it like I'm actually able to pick up on some of these things that I've learned to be cautious of, you know, like 
toxic people or situations I just don't need to be a part of, you know, if there's, yeah, if there's a place I'm not supposed to go, I would hope that I would seek some kind of darkness there, not go there. So I guess that would be cool. Hopefully this unfolds a little bit like that to where, you know, I'm able to spot things a little further out, but I have noticed and have been blessed to understand is these things come to us when we're ready for them, you know, and it's crazy to hear myself say all this stuff. That's like super dad talk. And thankfully I'm a dad now, so I needed to learn this at some point and to be reciprocating this knowledge. But yeah, once you, once you step out of your own way and you learn to walk into a room. This has been the hardest part, I think, but the most useful is walk into a room and kind of feel the attitudes of people and then look at those people and go, okay, what about their attitude is it that I don't like, or why am I vibing this way with this person? Is it just their body language? Is it my own preconceived notions about what that body language means. So a lot of analyzing kind of goes on just when I'm doing the doldrum day-to-day stuff. And it's, it's all information that hopefully someday I can pass to my son, who's going to be 11 years old now. So he's getting old too. And so far I've been able to show him how to approach things from, from a place of, of love and kindness. And, and that is having a direct impact on him and his ability to work through some of his stuff too. So yeah, you only get what you need, what, what you're ready for with, with these, these different, I'll call them gifts because they really are. Yes. You can kind of, you know, dig yourself a hole or whatever with your gifts. If you wanted to, if you noticed you were picking up on certain things and you wanted to use that, you know, to feed your ego somehow, you could do that also. But I've been fortunate enough to just have these, these insights and these modalities and methods to understand. And I think everybody's is unique. I don't think that you can go to a seminar (laughs) or go to like a one retreat and, and maybe do some ayahuasca and kind of completely understand like all of this, not saying that I am even close to understanding any of it because it just becomes more and more out there. But I, I think like you're saying though, as far as like phasing, like phase shifting, I definitely hope so. <laughs> I sure do. And I I think that that's something that if you would have asked me in the past, I probably would have been scared about something like that happening. Like, oh, what if I, I, I were in reality? Like, what if when you're a kid and back before I had never even tried mushrooms or anything, you know, what if I just forgot I was in reality? What if I woke up and like, boom, I'm in a mental hospital and this is all you know, we're all so close to that being a legit that it's been an ever occurring kind of thought in my head is like, all right, someday I'm going to wake up from this just like I did from my dream last night. Yeah. And it's going to be a completely mind blowing experience. I think that that's how it works. I really do. I think that we have parallel kind of existences, one of which being our dream world. Like, I don't know yet. I haven't figured out if I'm constructing that place as I go. And that's what I'm doing in there because I see a lot of things that I like, (laughs) you know, when I'm in this world, I see a lot of overworld architecture and just beautiful structures and things like this. So I don't know if I'm subconsciously building this world. It kind of is seeming more and more like that. So that's part of our sleeping mind being allowed to create. And then that's its whole other thing. And so that's pretty cool. But just being able to understand that the dream world is its own realm is an awesome understanding to have. I don't know. Like, I don't think I get 
more than I can handle. And maybe I can't handle too much because just that like alone, keep me busy for like two weeks thinking about how mind-blowing <laughs> that is you know whoa am I really creating a realm in there and that's you know the the next level in like you know what I mean you go to the core of my toroidal being somewhere around here and that's where this realm is being created by me this energy cloud you know like micro macro and so within so without and and it's yeah. all of that it's yeah all of it. I think so I think so and I think that the next step for us in our evolution as like as you were talking about earlier about just receptively tuning into those impressions of like joy and love and just before I pressed record you were describing the the love that you have been feeling lately and how it's kind of feels impossible to really talk about it to really convey it to somebody else who doesn't know what you're talking hasn't connected with it yet i think our next evolutionary step that we are like actively working to like we're in the process of leaping into it is like you said the center of our toroidal field is in our chest and when we create from there while we're awake awake the same way that we create unconsciously while we're in our dream, then we have mastered manifestation and we create a realm that we get to exist in that is, it's not an imaginary realm. It's a real realm. It's just another, yeah, it's another, and it has its own, its own laws, but yeah. It, so, so when people talk about or think about that, that concept of like, you're creating another realm, right? When, when they say you pass away, a lot of people feel like they go home, right? Or that's the impression that if you're connected to the spirits of loved ones, they will always tell you it's okay, they're home. This seems to be kind of a common theme, right? So what if just along the course of your life, like I'm saying, when you're asleep, you're, you're completely building this realm based on your masteries of that day. And then the more you master during the day and more you implement your dreams into real life, like, man, it was a dream once upon a time in mine in my life to reach out to people, speak with people. And not only that, have an impact on people's lives is the biggest thing for me. It's like, I didn't know if I wanted to be a counselor, but I thought that would be condescending and kind of rude to people, you know, because most people have to go to those. So it's like, all right, no, <laughs> I need to find a different way where I can, you know, I don't know, touch hearts in a different way, you know, and, and hopefully bring people into some semblance of a, a state of peace and understanding, you know, like if I can have provide a, a piece of information or a suggestion to the world and by putting it out, you know, through my podcast and like influence one person to have a better day, then that's pretty freaking profound, <laughs> you know? And, and like you're saying, I think we all are in the process of like, mode, like moving the, this energy forward because it's definitely not in the same stagnant place that it was six months ago or even like one month ago, like it's so different every single day. This, this just feeling this life force, you know, or the force within, <laughs> you know, um, it's so different every day that, um, it's like I get up in the morning and I'm like, okay, so is today a day for this or is today a day for that? Like, I already have the idea when, when I do a small meditation, just a few minutes in the morning, just to center myself and you know, the lights are all still out. I'm just waking up and the sun hasn't come up yet. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all right, trying to set the intention for the day. Like in addition to it's going to be a good day today, or it's going to be a wonderful day. 
or a beautiful day, or depending on how I'm feeling at that moment, a word, you know, specifying how the day is going to be. And it always is the way that I specify that morning. Sometimes it'll be rainy. Sometimes it'll be snowy, but it will always be a beautiful day. And so like learning to do all that stuff in, in your own mind and, and like put it out to the world and, and receive that back is amazing. Or like having a dream and my loved ones are in it. So contacting them the next day and having like a resolution to something mm. that's been years coming is just beautiful and amazing. And like through all of that difficult stuff, if I didn't know that like in my heart that it's okay and forgive myself for breaking contact with that person or you know what I mean? Or trashing that relationship or whatever the case is, instead of beating myself up for being a jerk to that person or, or blah, 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 whatever happened, just man it up, get out of my own way and solve these, these things. Cause obviously if I'm thinking about it, then there's a reason I'm thinking about it. And if I'm thinking about it and there's a reason, well then, all right, what's the next step? What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about this reason that, that presents itself for a dream or just a meditative moment? Like you really should, should call your dad today, you know, or <laughs> you need to get a hold of your grandma. She's not doing too well. This is the information that kind of comes through. And then I call and she's not doing well. And I'm like, okay. So it's like little things like this have allowed me to point my attention, you know, and to point my intention. I'm not always the greatest at pointing my attention all the time, but I think that's a defense mechanism in this world to be able to point your direction nowhere can be very beneficial if you're just doing, you know, a very medial task all day, I guess. So yeah, I don't, I, I kind of was hoping when I first started this job that it would be like medial enough that I could have like deep thought going on while I'm doing these things, but I find myself inherently in the physical world doing physical things. So it becomes a very different kind of a beast. I'm not able to just zone out and, at, at my job. Like I had hoped early on, I was like, oh, this will be so easy. I'll just be able to like half meditate all day. Uh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than that. So I do still have to find time, like even a couple minutes in the morning and just kind of clear out my mind and set that intention. And then that way, once that intention set, then I really don't have to pay attention. It's pretty cool. Like I could just kind of let the day carry on knowing that it's going to be great. You know, like, I don't know. It, it, there's definitely some evolution in myself and others if they could get to a point where like they stop getting out of their own ways and and even if it's just like just coming on and starting a podcast or just reaching out to somebody and saying hey you want to be a part of this conversation like that's where it started for me was I reached out to somebody and I was like listen man <laughs> I, I want to talk about this stuff too I don't have a podcast but I want to talk about this stuff a couple of people had me on and and here I am. And, and it's crazy. And like, I never thought of you to talk to me like four months ago, like, listen, you're going to have like two or three recordings a week and still have enough like joy and love and, and just energy left over to go out and do things with your son, work real hard and be happy in life. Like I would have been like, what, how is that even possible? How, how could you do, you know, something like that? But back then I didn't have, you know, the benefit of being able to clear my own mind out of, of eating better, even if it's not a hundred percent right all the time, like just taking in that, that food that touches light, like I hunger for it now. So it's getting there. My, some of my junk food cravings are going away, which is good, but it's, but it's hard. Look at the system that we're a part of, you know, mm -hmm. and then, and then part of me also 
is like, this may be, you know, the, the kind of lax today's and cool fun loving side of me. That's I think within all of us said, so, dude, you're only going to be here for so long. You might as well have a hamburger, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so every now and again, I respect that voice and I have a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I, well, I think that's the whole wisdom of moderation and like the, you know, in, in the tarot, it's the temperance card. It's like not going, not over committing to an extreme on either end of the spectrum to your own detriment. Right. And it's going to be different yeah. in every moment for every single individual in, in, yeah, it's like you can, you can balance those two things within yourself at the same time, the intention to be more intentional and disciplined in choosing from your place of power and understanding the, understanding the power of your choice in creating this new reality for yourself. But then also not taking that to an extreme where you don't allow yourself to enjoy the human experience, right? Like it's just it's this <laughs> yeah. balance that we do all the time and it, and it requires mastery and constant application, I think. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, so again, just so amazing to, to finally be speaking with you. I know we've had some scheduling conflicts over the last couple of months, but to be quite honest, the timing worked out very well. Because the last couple of months, like I was saying, have been kind of overwhelming energetically. And it may be a condition of psychosomatic nature, right? That I also experienced this energy after seeing or, or listening to some channel telling me kind of how this next couple of months was going to be. This is back in December, you know, like yeah. it was a, a lot of, I wouldn't call them predictions, but just kind of. Be aware that there's going to be some energy flying around at this time. So, you know what I mean? Like, so it was kind of like, right, like rest through, let rest through January because February is going to be interesting and try to rest through some of March too, because the summer is going to be interesting again. So I don't know if that has to do with like, like Pluto being wherever Pluto is or any of that stuff, <laughs> but, but I do know that like, I can feel that like the changes, especially it seems like in the moon from like a full moon to even, you know, you can just, you could feel something different when you go outside and you're like, all right, it's a full moon today. And if you go out one week later, it's very different. This is a very different kind of a feeling, but like a lot of that is coming from a place of talking about being real feely, right? Like, well, what is that? Like, how do we project that to somebody else that doesn't have that, doesn't have that feeling or that tactile like ability to feel the world around them like that i think one of the close ways you can look at is probably like ayahuasca or something that bridges that gap but even even there i feel there's it, i couldn't have got this far if i was just depending on that but at the same time i feel like there's a lot of people right now have used that that kind of plant medicine to their to their own good and so i don't know it's just very interesting do you have any thoughts on on plant medicines and their possible overuse and overabuse as yeah. late. Well, I, I have thoughts on it for sure. And my thoughts come from, I can't use them currently and haven't, well, I think like, I don't know, I took mushrooms when I was 19 and I don't feel like they did anything. So I really mm -hmm. can't even say that I've done anything except for microdosing and smoking weed in terms of plant medicines. So that's where I'm coming from. 
but I believe in them. And like, I know that someday I will. It's just because I have, you know, I've been pregnant and had babies and nursing oh, yeah, and things, right? what you're doing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I feel like I'm not prepared for it either. I mean, I have done, done mushrooms in the past and acid several times. And the most recent time was very profound. And it was also on a certain day that a certain occasion happened with somebody in the family. So it was like really wild. But I didn't know that till the next day after I'd already had this experience with this person. So it was pretty interesting that that I had a very profound experience with somebody who had passed away the night before or the night that they did while I was, you know, had taken this acid. So that was pretty mind blowing. And it was like, okay, maybe all right, it's time to hold off. We're not we're not we're not doing any of that right now. I've thought about microdosing a little bit, to be honest, like microdosing mushrooms. I heard that can be very pleasant. I think it just has to be like that, like following your inner directive of in terms of the question of overuse and things like I don't have any I don't, I don't have any like moral stance against them at all. I, I think that they really open open the doors of perception <laughs> to quote yeah. truly for people. It's like I think that there is so much information surrounding us at all times. We couldn't possibly ever handle like we have these amazing filters built in that filter out. Even even in this realm alone, like even if you're just talking about this reality that we currently exist in and we understand collectively, there's so much more information that we're receiving every day than we can consciously be, acknowledge because, you know, so we, that's why it all ends up in our subconscious because there's so much that we can't consciously acknowledge. Never mind multiple timelines, you know past lives that are actually happening at the same time because time isn't real it's a perception and then other frequencies of consciousness other dimensions other realms the dream realm like the whole astral all the planes of the astral realm like there there's so much information around us at all times and we we modulate it ourselves like we modulate ourselves partly through the programming that we've received but also just by, I think, the virtue of being in a human body, we modulate it so that it filters out the stuff that we don't, we can't handle. And taking plant medicine is one of those ways to sort of like quickly expand or or sort of like not necessarily expand our minds, but change the filter so that more information comes in. And I think that they, so they're amazing tools and I look forward to the point where I'm able to journey. I'm excited about it. Sure, yeah, that's, I'm with you on that. I'm like, oh, it's, it'll, it'll happen. I keep getting this reassured. It's like, don't worry. There will be a time, like, I feel like there will be a time where I won't have to be actively actually looking, mm-hmm. right? It's just going to happen. Like that's the right way for this to work. And like right now I'm busy doing what I'm doing in life, working, parenting, podcasting, uh, and that's important. There will be a time through all of this stuff, like, you know, when I have the time and, and will be presented with this ability to either travel, I, I hope to be able to travel somewhere and, and experience this in a different place than the middle of the U.S. You know, to be quite honest, there's not a whole lot out here, although forests are nice, you know, I, I just, I, I hope that, that my journey until then is, is as is apparently planned and, and all of this other, see, and like I say things like as is apparently planned, because somewhere deep inside, there's this feeling and understanding that this is all dictated beforehand. 
and and like so so you're only like you you're literally only doing it to yourself all of it and so like that's also part of the reason that you can't like some people get so seriously involved in this this tangible reality that they won't think about things like taking a plant medicine and bringing that that veil down a little bit you know because they're they're afraid so probably it's better if they're not taking that veil down if they're afraid because you know that's how how bad bad trips happen people wind up scarred uh, by that and but yeah so plant medicines are just amazing windows there was a few a few times in the last couple of months that i don't know if it was solar flares or what but i wasn't using any plant medicines and i was having very i would just call them vivid effects of from i don't know some people might have attributed it in the past to like an acid flashback but nothing that heavy like you're seeing a thinness of this veil mm-hmm. and 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 that that out there on the other side of that veil is a very very psychedelic place like it's very fractal like that came peeking through a couple of times and it caught me off guard because like i wasn't using any other substances though would generally like sometimes if you maybe you eat an edible of pot like that might happen you might see some some fractalization going on but i hadn't had anything for like at that point a couple of months and so so again it was this really weird experience to to have this very thin feeling but be very like visible to me like let's just say i like colors you know like everything was more vivid it was it was weird so it just it made me think about how uh how much deeper and and different would it be when i do say go and and use ayahuasca or go do some uh, san pedro cactus right i go and have one of these kind of rituals if i'm that if there's that thin of a layer between me now and and the fractal realm i guess right that that infinite information of fractals and all of it just beautiful going on right here with us how much how much crazier if i give it like 10 more years say let's just say 10 more years and i'm gone through my whole path up to that point and i'm ready for this like how much deeper into that rabbit hole will i go than if i were to just be like oh i'm gonna go do that now well i think you know that, i mean that's an amazing self-reflection and that's what i mean like i think that there is a tendency to potentially overuse it and it's not for me to tell anyone whether they're overusing it or not right like everybody has to be their own like defer to their own internal authority on this. But I do think that it can come across as a like quick access to like, oh, mind bending experiences. And it's not like a bad thing as if like people are, people shouldn't be doing that or anything like that. People can do whatever they want. But I I think that the way you just framed that was so perfect. It's like, it's sort of a difference between doing it just because versus doing it because you feel the plant or your life or whatever like the the plant spirit inviting you and saying i have a journey for and so you're ready the plant is ready for you there's something that wants to be unlocked that will be completely mind blowing and not that like using it earlier might ruin it but it's just it's just a level of reverence i think and like not operating from like FOMO or sort of like a cavalier, like casual curiosity that it just offers us something deeper. And I'm kind of thinking of like, I mean, for example, this is going to sound so stupid, but I don't, I actually hardly ever smoke weed anymore. Like I I can't even remember the last time that I did it. And it's, I don't have anything against it either. It's just because 
even I'm so sensitive that even like, like one puff will like take me on a journey for the afternoon or whatever. <laughs> so good. I love it so much, but I like, I have to pick the exact right time. Like I can't have, I can't know somebody's coming over later or I, I can't, um, have right, where you can give yourself time. that, that space, you yeah. give yourself that mind space to, to be in a different realm and yes. it's it's so crazy there's so many people that i've met recently that have had to myself included step back from the thc and the weed and stuff because it was just like i was saying it's already almost kind of psychedelic just living life right now it's right. the weirdest totally. it's the weirdest most beautiful awesome thing ever i'm not knocking it at all you should people should live life life is great <laughs> but but like i've had to like wean off of all of like all the pot back to where like now I'm just using CBD because it doesn't do the same thing and put me like, gosh, so, sometimes it was getting to where like one puff, like you're saying, and I would be, yeah, incapacitated, not incapacitated, but if I had the opportunity, I would zone out, but still be away. It, it's a beautiful thing to use these things and, and meditate with them if you can find that functionality. But it's so strong now to me that like one, one puff's too much. You know what I mean? Like if I, if I have one, I'll probably fall asleep in about an hour and a half, you know, after I probably eat something and then that's about it, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, so it's gotten hard and it sucks. Cause I love it. I love the smell of it. You know, I love, I love everything about, about smoking, to be honest, it's something I grew up doing, but I do feel like the times relatively recently that I have, I didn't get anything out of it. Like productive and and something about that bothered me like it, it just you know it it bothered me to spend three or four days not creating you know like not sitting down and doing my podcast or not not building a desk around the house or you know what I mean not doing any of these things these these things that enrich my material essence <laughs> by by doing them it felt really weird and so I think that's ultimately what has like led me slightly away from that for for you know a period so now i'll just try the cbd for a while and and go for that go from there but it seems like it's getting harder and harder to get it at reasonable prices as the demand goes up for that so but i mean it's cool too when you take a, a step away from those things because it doesn't have to be forever but it's really interesting to see what your own consciousness does without any anything that changes it like I I just found I mean it was a long time ago that I stopped smoking pot and it was just because I think oh I can't remember but I, rem I remember there was this point where I was dealing with a lot of depression and but also a lot of psychic stuff but I didn't really acknowledge it as that I just thought I was going crazy and so I was like well maybe it's the weed or maybe the weed is making it worse maybe I should go off of it so I decided to go off of it for a year and see what happened and so long ago it's hard to it's hard to remember <laughs> yeah, I, but I do remember that like I mean ultimately the thing is I never needed any of that and I have these interesting thoughts and experiences and psychic experiences and so it's kind of neat to just step away from it for a while and sort of see like whoa what does my brain do like this is why I was smoking weed okay yeah I'm like okay I know why but now I'm I'm learning how to deal with it at face value all the time, you know? And so, so smoking pot doesn't always have its, it's a niche in my day. Like maybe it once did, you know, once I would get up in the morning, smoke some pot, have some coffee, go to work, 
And I was fine doing that for a long time. I lived in California at the time. So you can imagine, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to get some pot out there. But so that, that was my life for a very long time and it served its purpose. But, but now I don't know, I've gotten used to being like in my own, in my own head. And I've gotten used to the things that are going on in my own head to where like I can figure out how to categorize whatever, like you're saying how you kind of, we kind of take information and we store it away in our little boxes in our brain and you know, all of that stuff. So I'm able to do that a little bit more effectively now. And occasionally I'll get that time maybe where I can take a, a three to four hour, you know, vacation, then maybe that'll be the time that I'll smoke some pot or microdose some mushrooms and smoke some pot or something to this effect, but nothing, you know, too crazy. One thing I have noticed is drinking is probably the worst thing for you ever. And I know that's not really news to anybody, but it doesn't like, it doesn't serve that same purpose of like, if you smoke some pot, you kind of get a sense of something beyond yourself, you know, but if you drink, you kind of get locked in this low place, like within yourself, you know, like you get to that, that different vibration. And I guess there was some microscopic studies done of alcohol and the patterns that it creates, I guess, when it freezes, which is weird. I thought it couldn't freeze, but they're very symmetrically blurred out and weird and they're not like ice crystals you know at all they're not beautiful in any way so it was a weird thing but anyway <laughs> thank you so much for for having me man i've been john on for about almost two hours now <laughs> i love it i'm so so thrilled and so thankful to have had this conversation with you and probably in the future speak with you again it's always crazy like the the intention to speak with another again when and I'm meeting so many new people like all the time mm -hmm. that it's, it's mind blowing. This experience, this journey is so cool. And I'm starting to finally understand like what the purpose of being here is, you know, for a lot of my youth and into my adult years, I, I was not with purpose. You know, it was kind of like, like, oh, I'm stuck here, blah, blah, blah. But I've come to look at it. Like this is some people call it soul school and that's pretty good, but I think it's like a soul crucible. I think that's a little bit better, <laughs> you know, like, like it's like the meat yeah. grinder of souls, you know what I mean? And some that, yeah, that, is. That, that can't hack it, they, they come back in the state to where they're like comfortable being in this realm. And that's what we have is like a, these elite materialists, right? Like they're invested in this place. They don't really have the ability or the capability to go beyond this place as they are currently, right? Like as their souls are currently whether this incarnation or the next, it might take them a thousand more incarnations to balance their, their karma or whatever, but I don't necessarily, you know, invest in any of these specific manners of thinking, just FYI, but like, <laughs> but so they're, so they're rightfully irritable about, you know, not being able to be, I guess you could say like with God. So this is why they like try to convince everybody that they're a nothing speck of nothing in the middle of nowhere, flying all around and all this other crazy stuff when if they told you out of the gate like listen you're in soul school you're in the soul crucible you know like how many people would would pansy out right at the beginning and never even like try never even get into the game right but instead they're like no this is just reality you know and you're gonna deal with it <laughs> so deal with it <laughs> we're not gonna tell you you gotta find out when you're almost 40 that it's a school and that you've been trying to learn this whole time, but you've been ignoring the lessons that we've been teaching you. you know? It's like, oh, that's, so that's probably the only one regret. I'm like, yeah, it only took you 30, 34 years to even 
try to quiet your mind, Randy. Come on. But yeah, I mean, much we only ever are actually in the now moment anyway. So, I mean, I know I have similar regrets and it makes me laugh. I'm like, wow, it took me so long. And it actually, <laughs> but, but I'm like, yeah, but I'm here now. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah sure. I'll take it. Yeah. It's just, it's mind blowing though. How, how brief though, like also at the same time, like how brief 30 something years feels Yeah. now that I feel the way I do now that I'm able to hold my head up and receive the sunlight and all of its glory and, and ground that energy back down into the earth and all the wonderful things that does for me. And I don't know, something tells me that the earth gets something out of it too. So that's cool. <laughs> but they're just things that like I'll pick up on while I'm grounding. It's like I get it. I get a thank you sometimes. And it's it's like I'm not thanking myself. Maybe I am thanking myself, but I think the, the world is thanking me also for grounding my energies into her and, you know, helping to keep things kind of flowing because you know how there's like ohm chanting and an ohm is the is the resistance measure, the measure of resistance in an electrical circuit. So mm-hmm. if we are all just resistors then we are computing something larger than this. So, and if you think about that in a weird fractal way and then the whole panning out further and further and the fractal just kind of repeats, that's the only way I can make sense of it. And it's so out there and mind blowing. And, and the more I get into it and have conversations like this, the more I'm just like utterly speechless. Yeah, right. <laughs> utterly speechless, right? About, about like what's really going on, like, and the less doubt I think I have about whether or not I'm getting close to ready to, to kind of step up or le- like do the the ultimate level up, you know, like lately has been a lot of really lo- little level ups that have like taken a long time to transpire, but the things are kind of like snowballing and, and the momentum is changing, has changed. And especially like in the groups that I'm now a part of and speaking with and in contact with, there's like a general momentum that is far superior than what my momentum in my group of friends was, let's say a year ago. Right. So like as each like little level up we get and, and we start gaining even more momentum because we, we train ourselves to be, I mean, I don't know, some people do, some people just have it, which is amazing, but I got to train myself to think differently each day. And and, and to cut out the little negative parts that I don't need and throw them away. And like, so with each time I do some of that, I step into this like different ability of comprehension. There we go. I have a different measuredly, markedly measurably uh, increased uh, ability to process information I'm looking at. Whereas before I might have to watch, like I'd watch an entire movie, get nothing out of it, but the movie's plot line, that was it. Now I'll watch a movie. I'll see all the symbolism. I know what the movie's about. I understand somehow how it re- is referring to a, the past of this realm or the stories of the past that we are not allowed to be told. So a lot of that going on. So there's never like, like you're saying that dull moment to just sit and smoke some pot and watch a movie and veg out. Because <laughs> even if I sit down and smoke some pot and try to watch a movie, then I find myself out of that zone of pot and into the movie, trying to pick it apart and do all these <laughs> brain things with it. So, oh man, what a world though. I, if you'd, have, yeah, if you'd have asked me a couple of years ago, like, Hey, and, and you knew like, Hey Randy, what's it going to be like to love your life in a couple of years? I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you mean like probably, probably be dead in a couple of years. No, Randy, you're going to love your life and you're going to live a long, fruitful life. How's it going to feel? And I'd have been like, you're nuts, but it, but it has happened. And, and it's, 
absolutely amazing. And if it only took, honestly, if it only took voices in my head to get it done, then then I'm all for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. I'm all for it. And that's like the realization I had to come to at some point was like, listen, if you're like, and I call them now, I'd call them my guides because these are, these are the connection that I, that I feel that I always have and have been very good to me so far. And, and you can look at it like as my other higher self, I think the like devil on one side, angel on the others, kind of, you know, how it is basically like you, you do have a choice of which guides to listen to. You have your, your darker, more materialistic guides and you have your, your lighter guides. And then, you know, in the middle of them all is yourself and this connection with source that is you. So like, once you realize like that is you, then you don't worry inherently about everything. Like I, I've stopped worrying so much. I used to be the biggest worry work and like now I'll get a little, little nervous at the beginning of a, of a chat with somebody, but luckily for me, I learned this nifty trick of, of how to breathe in and, and center myself and then swallow and then breathe out. And it works beautifully. And I've never thought to consume my air like that before. Hmm. But if I'm in an, in a, like a nervous spot, that's why I had to build this desk because I would get so nervous that my lap would be, a, my laptop would be on my lap and it would be shaking around in the interviews <laughs> and stuff. So, so I would just, so I built a desk. <laughs> I solved that problem. And that was amazing too. It was the first little cheap idea uh, guest, uh, yeah, desk I'd ever built. So. It's functioning. People can't tell when I'm super nervous anymore, which is great. Uh, I only do mine in audio. Uh, pretty soon I'll probably switch to video, but I'm dragging my feet, getting over to anchor or upgrading my stuff. So yeah, I only do audio right now too, mostly because like I live the mom life and sometimes I show up to my interviews in hoodies, fresh background, but Hey, you know what? This whole entire conversation, you haven't told us what your podcast is called. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. See, now I made it. I made him sit all through all of that for the good part. Here's the yeah. good part. Um, it's it's called Red Thread Podcast, and uh, it's available on everything except for Apple at this point. Uh, I'm getting there. They want me to have an Apple computer, so I might give in sometime soon and do that. But yeah, Red Thread Podcast. Most places podcasts are available, and you can find me on Instagram at Random Fracts. R A N D O M F R A C T S. And that's, that's me. I'm Randy. And I, I so appreciate you, Amy. This has been a wonderful, wonderful morning. I dig the morning slot too. It's usually when I sit down to record and, and finish up my own episodes. So I appreciate you having that, that spot open. Yeah. It's a nice way to start the day to have a conversation like this. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's only going to be like noon here. So I just go have lunch and, and ponder these thoughts and and just bask in the reflection that you've provided me today. And I thank you so much for that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing afternoon of pondering thoughts. And I just want to say that all of your um, info will be in the show notes for the listeners. And thank you awesome. for the listeners as always. We're yeah, thank you. Thank all the listeners out there as well. And yeah, so, so again, very gracious of you for having me. Thank you so much. And thank have a great day. You too. Right, see ya. Bye. Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.